0: On this episode of the Heat Check, we talk about a new suitor in the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. The market is pretty dry, so any suitor, it's like, ah, uh, it's like Bridgerton when that old, ugly guy comes in. I don't know if you've seen that, but like, he's the last one. Last suitor in there, he's got no teeth, he's like a rapist. Anyway, latest on LeBron's new injury, what it means for the Lakers. And it appears there are is more smoke and more fire in Portland. With GM, Neil O'Shea. Just things you hate to see. So do me a favor, Brock, and drop that motherfucking beat. So there's been some changes in the Ben Simmons situation, in the saga, since we last left you. Uh, The last time we spoke about Ben Simmons, Ben was being, they were in a peace treaty, essentially. Ben was being allowed to seek treatment to get himself where he was emotionally, uh, spiritually ready, mentally ready to play the game of basketball. And in the meantime, Sixers were going to give him some space and they were not going to find him. That was uh, (laughs) short-lived. That was short-lived. So now it appears that Philly is back to the finding Ben Simmons philosophy over three hundred thousand dollars each game goes into it, I know. goes into an escrow account. And Ben Simmons may or may not see that money. Uh, and the reason why that they are doing that, why they've changed stance is they want essentially Ben to give them a therapy notes. like show us, show us what you're talking about in these meetings. How often are you going? Who's your therapist? How fast do you think you're going to be court ready? Right? And Ben's like, listen, I don't know if I trust you with all that information. Uh, you guys haven't done me very well. Uh, you haven't done me any favors. You have continued to bring my value down. And me giving you access to my mental HIPAA information is not something I'm really, really wanting to do. So, That's where we're at in the Sixers-Ben Simmons standoff. And it appears that this is going to last forever. Like, that is something that multiple Sixers beat writers are saying. This is an indefinite standoff. This is a George Bush Sr. Cold War level thing. I don't even know if that's historically correct, but I think it is. Things are so far off the rails in Philly that it's moving to the point of being like, are they going to ruin Ben Simmons' career? And all of this, of course, rel- relies and revolves around Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey has this stubborn belief that Ben Simmons is an asset that is that's worth something. You know, it's like you. I was talking about this earlier. You know, if you buy a stock at a hundred dollars a share, and then something comes out, like I don't know, maybe like a gas stock, right, and then. There's a gas leak that they are responsible for, and they're probably going to be culpable for lawsuits and damages and probably deaths, et cetera, et cetera. The stock's probably going to go down. And if you say, well, I'm not going to sell this stock until it's $100 or more per share, the facts on the ground have changed, right? And that stock is now, for the foreseeable future, Way less valuable that it was when you bought it. And that's what's going on with Ben Simmons right now. We have seen some things Just game four, five, six, and seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. And then the whole offseason. Like this stock has plummeted for a reason. So sorry, Daryl Mori, you're not going to get the value that you think in your mind Ben Simmons should give you back. You're not getting those $100 per share, probably getting somewhere close to like $18 a share for Ben Simmons. And somehow, I don't know why Daryl Morey thinks he's got leverage because this is not, this isn't really a stock actually, because assets have value in their own right. Like Ben Simmons is more of like a call option. Like eventually, his value will expire, right? He will become valueless to the Sixers organization four years from now little finance lesson here on a Monday afternoon. So Ben has told the Sixers he will never play in Philly again. And now the only thing that they can hope and pray for is that something goes so badly for another team that they have to try to pull some Houdini-like magic, and Ben Simmons is a part of that optical strategy to make it look like the team isn't as bad off as they actually are. Enter Enter the Boston Celtics. (laughs) So, yes, that is what's going on. Boston has reached out asking about Ben because they have had a terrible start to the season. um, And they want some defense. You know, they are 24th in the league in defense still. They are really bad. And I don't know why Ime Udoka thought that that roster was going to get them... At least in the middle of the pack, but it's not like Dennis Schroeder's not interested in playing defense. Marcus Smart's really the only one that wants to, and Robert Williams. And it appears that those are the two trade chips that uh, Boston will will trade for Ben Simmons. But the problem is is that Daryl Morey is is delusional. He thinks that Ben Simmons is worth wait for it, wait for it, wait for Jalen Brown. He thinks that Ben Simmons is the equivalent of Jalen Brown and some picks. Let me just tell you this. They need to pay for Jalen Brown. They need to be the one giving the picks for Jalen Brown. I know Jalen Brown is injured, but we are talking about Ben Simmons. I don't even know if Ben Simmons is an operable machinery anymore. Like, I don't know – Really, if it's got all the plugs and the hardware, whether the software, obviously the software he's updating that's being updated right now. The internal Ben Simmons software is currently being worked on. They've had some malware inside. That's called the Philadelphia fan base. This is all off the cuff. Just delightful. So, yes, Daryl thinks he can get Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. Here is the truth, Daryl. Nobody wants Ben Simmons, not even the Minnesota Timberwolves want Ben Simmons anymore that's that's a sad state of affairs it has become obvious to me that there are two possible reasons for this either Daryl Morey is missing some um wiring in his head because he thinks he's this isn't sitting setting into his brain yet like let this sink in Daryl Morey you your entire crew have destroyed the asset that you are trying to trade and you continue to make the situation more and more toxic so you not understanding the situation that you're in is a problem or which is also likely you don't care about ben simmons and you're willing to wait this thing out just because fuck him just because you know what i can I have a lot of money and a lot of power. And who does this fucking kid think he is? Sitting out, holding out, not playing basketball, not practicing, being on his phone. Like, fuck this soft-ass little Australian kid coming from NBA genealogy. Fuck him, right? Because you know why? I'm Daryl Morey, that's why. That is absolutely wild. That is something I don't understand at all. What is a realistic trade for Ben Simmons? Probably Marcus Smart. What? Probably Robert Williams. Oh, yes. Maybe Peyton Pritchard. A couple of draft picks. Like, I think you could reasonably make that trade if you're Boston. And you could reasonably understand that trade if you're Philly. I'm not sure how much that makes either team better. Uh, Seth Curry is shooting all-time high levels right now. Firkman Corkmoss. Pretty sure that's how you say it. Firkman Korkmas shooting his best career numbers. Tyrese Maxey balling like the truth is they don't need Ben Simmons. They are playing really well without him. The shooting is lights out without him. But it does solve the problem of you know you got to purge assets that you're no longer needing. You go through. You're moving into your house. You're looking through what you got and you're like I'm not using this. This is not we gotta. This has gotta go. But let me just say this. Here's the problem, Celtics fans. If you make that trade, I tell you what, if the Celtics make that trade for Ben Simmons, they are in for a rude awakening. Because the truth is, there's not much uh, bright spots on the Boston Celtics team right now, but there there are, what we'll call it, an irrational love for Marcus Smart. For the in the Boston Celtics fan base. There is an irrational love for Robert Williams within the Celtics fan base. So if you legitimately trade your most valued, coveted, desirable pieces to the fan base, you know, the people you're beholden to in terms of selling tickets and watching games and shit, and you trade him for an asset that you don't even know whether the software or the hardware or the fucking plug that goes into the wall is with him. Like I don't even know if Ben Simmons turns on right now. That would be just in a, a remarkable turn of events. Bold cotton, bold strategy, cotton. Let's see how it works out for you. This lead. are cooked they are not just cooked they are fucked i've said this since last year probably but they are even more cooked the roster has been strugs but they are cooked because they are reliant on a guy older than me 37 year old generational talent who let's just say he's not tom brady right tom brady is i mean he's sort of like tom brady but he's not protected like tom brady And he's living off of his athleticism and his durability. But yet, all of a sudden, that durability and athleticism has fallen off of a cliff at times because he has been injured, significantly injured, three out of the last four years. He's missed over 20 games. They shut him down for the entire rest of the season when the Lakers didn't make the playoffs his first year. And you have a a young superstar alongside that talent that is... uh, I won't say soft, but isn't isn't tough physically, you know? Doesn't like to play through bumps and bruises. And he's injury-prone as well, Anthony Davis. And then you have a third star who you brought in and you thought it was an adept move because those two guys um, are injured a lot. And so who's going to be able to distribute and run the ball and be able to do that? those athletic explosive things if one of those guys isn't on the court? Because the truth is that one of those guys is probably going to miss some time. Now it looks like both those guys are going to miss some time. And he's a safety valve, and yet he is not safe. He is legitimately an open lock, literally just waiting, just flung open. All your belongings are there to be stolen, right? And that is, that is trouble. That is T-R-O-U-B-L, trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble in Lakerland. I tell you what, Lakers. Yikes. The latest news is this. LeBron James. Like I said, he missed a significant part of last year with a high ankle sprain. He said he would never fully recover from that high ankle sprain either. By the way, he's like, I'll never be 100% again, which is just hilarious. And now he suffered a new injury in the fourth quarter of the game against the Rockets. What a shame. To get injured against the Rockets is a travesty, really, because that game meant nothing. Uh, They only won that game by two points, by the way. Uh, but against a bunch of guys like 23 years old and younger. Rockets are fun. But, like, really, did you need LeBron out there? Anyway, turns out LeBron James has an abdominal strain. That is fucked up. I tell you what, that is. Uh, and I, let's just Dr. Crick, paging Dr. Crick. Ding, ding, ding. A strain is a minor tear. A strain is a minor tear in the muscle or ligament. Oh, my God, can you imagine just laughing, burping, any of the things that you need to do. And that shit is torn up. And he has now been out four games. The Lakers are saying, folks, that it's going to take two to three weeks. But that's a lie. We know that the Lakers are lying. They're basically saying it's going to be another seven games before he's quote unquote fully healthy. And now doctors are coming out and, you know, independent doctors, ones that are not here to peddle us lies uh, for their team's behalf, and they are saying this could take up to two months for Braun to come back and fully recover, which means that Braun would be gone through January. He would miss a quarter of the NBA season. He's already missed four games, and Vogel just came out. If you're already concerned and you're like, okay, or you're already like, oh, is this a big deal? it not a big deal. Frank Vogel came out, head coach of the Lakers, and said, this is very concerning. I am very concerned. <laughs> yeah. Why should you be concerned? How concerning? Well, Dr. Tim Francisco, Lakers' former head tra- strength and conditioning coach, posted his IG the following. He explained in a post Saturday that the injury is one that can occur with the overextension of a torso combined with extreme force like a one-handed dunk like you extend your arm all the way up and you slam down and then it just rips fuck can you imagine i mean this happened to serena williams with a serve as well right it could take time to recover 48 weeks with just a minor strain this is what he posted on ig this type of injury can easily develop into a more severe strain of the rectus abdominis in the classic six-pack muscle group. The requirements are constant. The requirements of the rectus abdominis, six-pack, are constant on the court. It is constant. You literally, anytime you shoot, anytime you lift up, anytime you cross over, abdominal, abdominal, abdominal. It's impossible to play basketball without that being fully healthy or you are fucked up in the game fucked up in the game. It is normal, he says, to expect a four to eight week recovery period of this injury if it's minor. I mean, this is fucking terrible. And why is it just as terrible as it was last year, if not more? Well, one, the Lakers were a two seed when LeBron James got hurt last year. And what happened? They had to play in the play-in. They literally whoo, poo, they literally tumbled down the standings they looked fucking awful and that was with a healthy Antonio Antonio that was with a healthy Anthony Davis and you had Kyle Kuzma and you had KCP and you had Alex Crusoe you had one of the best defenses in the league basically winning games on their own on that side of the court and now that side of the court is a fucking sieve they don't have that they have nothing they have Russell Westbrook They have Russell Westbrook, and are we saying Dwight Howard? No, they they don't have anyone. Malik Monk, what is he going to do? You know, like, can't can't Bazemore? Can't Bazemore? Like, come on now. Wesley Matthews, Taylor Horton Tucker, who's like still not even playing. Uh, Trevor Ariza. Do these guys seem like guys that are going to keep the Lakers in contention to be in the outside of the top six? I know that the West is weak, but holy fuck, this is awful. How bad could things get? I think, truthfully, this sounds. You're gonna be like, oh, trusty, you're trolling, you're trolling, you're doing the troll thing you do. I think the Lakers could actually miss the playoffs. I think that they could be a ten seed, nine seed. Listen, if LeBron James is out till January, all like they could—they're already losing games while he's playing. They already look like trash when he's out there, fully explosive. Without him, they are—I mean, less than a five hundred team. And you got Memphis coming up. You have got all these new exciting teams, Timberwolves coming up. They could be easily a nine or a ten seed, and get bounced in the play-in tournament, and fucking be sitting at home. And LeBron James is talking about. You know, striving for greatness, and he's literally like, not doesn't have a ball in his hand for two months again. Like he didn't have a ball in his hand for two months, fully healthy, took into, taking time to rest, PT, et cetera, et cetera, and he's already fucking hurt a month into the season for twenty five games. This is this is Father Time. Father Time has come. He has his pitchfork and his whatever the little like sharpie thing on it. He got his hood on, and he's like, "This is the end of your basketball career. This is it." I'm sorry. And Anthony Davis, he's already been hit with father time, and he's only 25 years old. So anyway, all of this to say, Laker fans, I'm sorry for you. I am so sorry for you, but just pack it up, go home, and uh, lose hope because it's just not your year. I'm sorry to say, it's already it's November, and it's already not your year. What's popping? Brand new whip, just video. hopped in. I got ball. options. Just I can pass that bitch like Stockton. What the fuck is popping action. in Portland? Well, you've got a besides the disgruntled star who knows that he's probably not gonna win, but he's just like gonna be loyal. A lot, actually. It turns out a lot. Uh, apparently, Neil Walshay, the GM of the Portland Trailblazers, is probably gonna get fired. That's probably it. It's shockingly not because he can't tell the difference between. Uh, Zach Collins and John Collins, because listen, we had the chance, Blazers. We had the chance to draft either Donovan Mitchell, John Collins, OG Ananobi. There was someone else, I forget who it was, and we drafted Zach Collins. And Neil Olshey was responsible for that move. Zach Collins is right now. You saw John Collins got his extension. Uh, Spider got his extension. Where is Zach Collins? You might ask. I don't even fucking know. I think he's in San Antonio not playing. That's that's actually what's happening. He is in San Antonio. We let him walk because he's never on the court. He's not even that good. Don't take a guy from Gonzaga! They never work out. White boys from Gonzaga? That should be a late second rounder like Luca fucking Garza. No shot no shade to Luca Garza. Love you, Luca. But you are not. You shouldn't be taking 10th overall. They moved up. They traded two picks for him. Anyway, he's about to get fired. Thank fucking God. There is a movement afoot, and Neil Olshay is, is caught up in it. And I doubt that he'll survive. Let me explain my theory about why this is all happening. So this. All right, we've got Robert Sarver. Reckoning is coming for him as well, right? The reckoning for the son's owner, who knows if he'll get kicked out of the association or not. It doesn't matter. His legacy and reputation is stained. And now on the heels, a couple days later, you have this Neil O'Shea news coming out. This is what I think is happening. I believe that one of the consequences of COVID and lockdown is that people are less willing to accept the bullshit of a hostile and toxic work environment. They're like, you know what? Uh, You've got social justice advocacy. You've got uh, activism. And you've got the pandemic and a lockdown where people are like, listen. You're not about to treat me with isms. Like, get your fucking isms out of my face because I will tell. Uh, I'm Ooh, ooh, I'm telling. Ooh, you can't be calling me an asshole in the middle of a fucking meeting to everyone for to see. Like, can't be doing that. Like, I have been reflecting. I am a valuable human being. And I will not allow you to treat me like a piece of discardable trash. So... After a year at home and you hear someone like cuss you the fuck out in the middle of a meeting of 30 people and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So. This is what happened. GM of the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Neil O'Shea, is in hot water for apparently creating a quote unquote hostile workplace environment. Wow. Just shocking news. So Jody Allen, the owner of the Blazers, apparently loves, she loves Neil O'Shea. Even as bad as Neil O'Shea is. Have you seen him? He's a good looking guy. He's a silver tongue snake, silver fox kind of guy. You know what I mean? Talks bad at both sides of his mouth. Very smooth. Very New Yorker. Good looking guy. Former soap opera actor. People don't know. People do forget that. Uh, He basically is now, the only way that she's going to fire him is this. Right? She is, doesn't matter how incompetent he is, he's got her in his pocket, basically. And now the only thing that's going to get her to fire him is a full blown investigation (laughs) uh, that took two people to be interviewed in order for the NBA to be like, all right, this needs to get, we need to fully roll out and ask everyone, what's the deal with Neil? And let me tell you, I've been asking around people who are close to the situation if they were. And turns out it's not going to be good for Neil O'Shea. It's not going to turn out, well, apparently he's being investigated for allegedly uh, creating a hostile work environment that includes complaints of intimidation, profanity-laced tirades, that's what I was talking about earlier in the meetings, and bullying. Neil O'Shea, GM of the Portland Trailblazers that came from being GM of the Clippers under... Donald fucking Sterling? I am shocked that he would have a pattern of behavior like this. Antonio Harvey, former NBA player and Blazers broadcaster, my guy, from 2005 to 2016, he posted and then deleted, which I love. I love the rants that people are like, yeah, I should not have done that. Somebody probably hit him up and they're like, Antonio, Antonio, if you want to work again. So this is what he says. Because we're going to keep the deleted post and we're going to put it out for the world to see. I've known old Shea since he was a summer pickup game ball shag in L.A. Shade. Washed out actor who conned his way into the NBA. I watched him lean in on people for doing their job. Listen to him try to belittle Chris Haynes. Chris was not having it. Chris is my guy. It's true. He was not having it. These past two seasons, he's created subpar teams around Dame and CJ and then blamed Terry Stotts, the head coach. He should have been fired when he let Whiteside walk. It's my hope he gets the can. He should never work in this league again. He fooled a lot of people, but I knew who he was. This is it. All caps. This is it. This is our moment. This is when we get rid of the fucking snake. Cut him off. That's basically what he's saying. He is not a good person. Ah my god. I have not seen anything quite this this stark. I have not seen a ratio quite this harsh since uh you remember when Logan Paul went to the suicide forest and he took all those videos and there's like people literally committing suicide right behind him and people are like, Hey Logan, this is this is not for the gram, you know, this is for a real IRL. This is an IRL moment, not really for the IG. That's like this is that. Right. People fucking hate Neil Olshay. I've been a Blazers fan since I was four. And this is what I know about Neil. Neil basically runs the Portland Trailblazers like. It's not a team. It's a third world country like he is fucking Vladimir Putin of the Portland Trailblazers. No one can talk to the media but him. Other reporters like Chris Haynes are iced out. The fact that Chris Haynes had a relationship with Damian Lillard made him absolutely incensed because he couldn't control Chris and he couldn't control Dame, the prized possession that you would never, ever get if he didn't go to Weber State because he would never be there for you. (laughs) And Neil has been spinning out of control, trying to figure out a way to basically put his fingers on every single element of the Portland Trailblazers' PR – quote-unquote PR. Basically, I don't want to get fired and I don't want anything to expose me for how much of a fraud I fucking am and I'm going to do all the snake moves and I'm going to try to like use intimidation and and profanity and my New York swag to get people to fall in line because I am so terrified of being fired (laughs) because I am so bad at my job and I lucked into Damian Lillard. All I want is the Jody Allen... To just keep me on board so I can keep getting paid, keep living in Portland, keep shit-talking. He hates Portland, too. He hates it as a city. He'd go back into L.A. in a heartbeat. He would go to New York in a heartbeat. But you know what? No one would fucking hire his ass because he is not good at his job. And thank God. I hate to see people get blown up for these, like, I want the truth to come out, of course. But I don't want anyone to do this. Like, I don't want this to be the reason. But if this has to be the reason that he goes, then fucking God bless America. God bless karma and the universe and whatever needed to happen for Neil O'Shea to get the fuck out of my hometown and to get a capable GM in. Maybe Chauncey Billups. Who knows? Can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now? Good. Turn it up. Yeah, take this serious. One, two, take three, three, four. Hit it. So, let's just say this. I have been preaching that Marvin Bagley was a bust for a very long time. And I had no idea there were so many Marvin Bagley fans out here. But I've been saying, like, he's just not very good. He should not have been taken number two overall. And truthfully... Like, there were so many other good players that should have been taken before him, and holy shit, like, such a whiff, such a miss for the Sacramento Kings. And people came out in droves. They hated me for that take. But can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now? Fucking good. Because Marvin Bagley, all of the truth about Marvin Bagley is coming out. Here's an example of how weird things are getting for the Marvin Bagley stance. And for Marvin Bagley's future. I mentioned Marvin Bagley was not only not getting his contract extension, but that the Kings were probably going to bench him, right, in my preseason preview of the Kings. Like, they can't trade him. They'd like to trade him. They're not extending him. He's not a part of the future. He's absolutely trash. Like, just hang it up. And everybody's like, all the uh, lacrosse bros. Like, there's a lot of people who love Marvin Bagley just because he went to Duke. Like you know how those Duke people are. Like they are, they love lacrosse. Obviously, Duke lacrosse. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and they love Marvin Bagley. And they were like, "Tristy, you don't know, you don't know basketball. The Kings are gonna play Bagley. They're gonna pay Bagley. You are so stupid. You're an idiot. You know, get into the kitchen." Marvin Bagley has played one game this year and played ten minutes and scored a total of 2 points. The Kings have played, if you haven't been keeping up, the Kings have played 10 full games. And Marvin Bagley has played in just one of them for two, 10 minutes. So you do the math. There are there are two truths here. One, the Kings do see Marvin Bagley like me as a bust. And they are actively trying to trade him right now. And if they can't, he will never start. Ever, because of the writer in his contract. The writer in his contract says that if he starts a certain amount of games, he gets a healthy, quote-unquote, healthy bonus. Didn't even know that was a thing. And let's face it, Sacramento is the cheapest franchise in sports, so they're not going to give Marvin Bagley a bonus when they don't even like him. If they don't have to pay him, they're not going to pay him. Lame duck Luke Walton just came out and said this, uh, he just basically said that maybe just Mag- maybe Bagley will get a few bench minutes going forward. What? A few bench minutes going forward? This is a number 2 draft pick. The chances are great, he said. Everyone on our team is going to get opportunities this year. We're going to need everybody. Every practice we've had, including the one yesterday, is high energy. I mean, this is basically the talk that you give to the walk-ons and the scrubs. Like, everyone, this is a meritocracy here. Like, we're going to get everyone a shot. If you're good, you're going to get play time. We're going to spread the ball around, spread the minutes around. Everyone is needed. We're a collective unit. It's like, you are not a collective unit. You're playing four point guards at the same time. Like, no shot. Marvin Bagley is basically Rudy. Like, he's basically... <laughs> Glad that one (laughs) delayed. Marvin Bagley is Rudy. Marvin Bagley's that kid, the bat, the ball boy who also plays. That everybody in the stands is like Rudy, Rudy Bagley, Bagley, Bagley." Bag. Just because we feel bad for him, not because he's good. Actually, there are three truths. Marvin Bagley has zero future in Sacramento, and possibly has zero future, like as a star in the NBA. He is going to get traded. Unlike Daryl Morey, Sacramento will trade Bagley if they can get anything in for return. We're just going to put this up for consignment. What do you think? I'll get 50%. Like, if you can sell this, like, he's yours. Marvin Bagley is getting traded if Sacramento can get anything for him and Marvin Bagley is a bust. Those are the three things. Marvin Bagley, zero future Sacramento. Marvin Bagley getting traded if Sacramento can get a thing for him. And Marvin Bagley is in total a bust. All of those things are true. Please, TikTok. Please, folks on social media, listen to me. I know that it hurts. I know that the fact that, one, you're a Sacramento Kings fan, so I get that. Like, I get it's pain. But, like, I'm here to just level with you because once you accept it, you can move on. And I have good news for Bagley Stands There's a chance, possibly, that Bagley could resurrect his career. He may become a valuable contributor. Who knows? But you know what? At this time, in this place, that's just not the case. Bagley is a fucking bust, and that is not up for debate, so please get out of my fucking mentions. You guys are incels. You guys are horrible. You know nothing about basketball, and you know what? If you cannot accept that your number two draft pick that did not pan out, that's not getting any bench minutes, he's played 10 minutes in fucking 10 games, if you cannot accept that Marvin Bagley is a bust, then you are a fucking idiot, and I have nothing to say to you. No matter how much you stands want to believe otherwise, no matter how much you scream at me on social, that is the truth. That is all the time that we have for the Heat Check Podcast. We will be out back early squirrely on Wednesday morning for our greatly anticipated Golden State episode where I go through the ten games uh, that I said that they would not win nine of. That uh, turns out they might. Do not forget to give us a follow at Trista Crick and at This Heat Check on TikTok and download, subscribe, give us a rating uh, and a like on Spotify and Apple. Can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now? Good. up. Can you hear me now? Good. Can